There was an idea, Stark knows this, called the Mom CU. The idea was to bring together a cool mom who knows nothing about the Marvel Cinematic Universe to see if she can become something more. To see if she can make sense of these movies to understand the universe that her family already does. This is Heroes of the Mom CU. Greetings, Avengers, and welcome to HQ. You've just entered a much larger and funnier universe. I'm your host, Dad Fury, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Harper the Hammer. Hello. Lily the Sorceress Supreme. Hi. Wren the Black Widow. Howdy. And LK America. I'm hungry. And of course, the star of this new initiative is our hero in training, Laura, a.k.a. Agent Momsen. That's me? That's you. Each episode, we're going to watch one of the MCU movies in chronological order and discuss it as a family, focusing especially on Agent Momsen. Me? That's still you. As she has zero familiarity with this exciting universe. It's time for another episode of MomCU. We are excited to be jumping into... Uh, we did already tell mom, I think the other night in excitement of trying to get to this point that we are watching Iron Man three tonight. And she did perk up with excitement because that means Iron Man and Robert Downey and all the things she loves. So we're going to start out. I'm sorry, Tony Stark. Yeah, mom. Um, yeah, dad, seriously. So what we will do to start off is we'll get the poster up and we'll let her look at it. And then we'll get some pre-movie thoughts because there are actually several in this group that either haven't seen this movie besides mom or don't really remember it at all. So that's going to be a lot of fun for this episode. So here's the poster. Um, and let's let mom get some first reactions, what she sees. Lots of flying fake Iron Mans. Okay, fake Iron Man. Are they friend or foe? Um, Iron Man's looking good. <laughs> Tony's looking strong. And is he riding an orca? <laughs> I don't think this is his free willy moment. Okay. Um, you do recognize he's in the water. Do you remember what this is right here? Does that look familiar? Not really. Okay. It's a structure on a hillside, um, which will obviously you'll learn about as the movie comes along and it'll make more. It's sense. not his vacation home? No, it's his primary home. <laughs> oh, it's his primary yeah, home. It's his house that, you know, in the first I do movie, remember we that. that looked out at the, of the beach. Uh huh. All of that. So that's Tony's house. And there's not a ton on this poster. It's a pretty straightforward him in the hero pose looking very angry about something and the fake Iron Man in the background. We don't get to see all the extra characters and who's going to be in this. So it leaves a lot to the imagination. Lily, you have a thought. Uh, It looks like he's standing on a car tire. (laughs) It does look a little bit. I'll be perfectly honest. To me, and this will be especially important for Lily, it looks to me like he's standing on Rose's door from the Titanic. Yeah, it does. Like. Um, like so, memory. Harper has not seen this movie, me right? I don't. Lily doesn't either. remember seeing this movie. Ren, do you remember seeing this movie? No, but okay. I have a question. Okay, you also have a question. Is Pepper in here? Well, I guess that's going to be something you have to wait and find out, <laughs> isn't it? Um, so I am the only one for this episode who has already seen this movie. So that will be very exciting. Um, like I said, the poster doesn't give a lot away. So we come in with a clean slate. So I guess my question is, what is one thing that each of you want to see 
in this movie coming in. Ren wants to see Pepper. Yes. Um, so we'll let that be her answer. Mom, what do you want to see out of Iron Man 3? Um, more humor. Okay. He's funny. He's very funny. I look Humor's, forward to him making me laugh. Humor is always a highlight of any of these movies, but especially Iron Man movies. Lily, what do you want to see? I was wondering where Loki's scepter went because I noticed Black Widow had it at the end of the movie, and I was like, where are they going to put that? Mm, okay. That's a good one. Harper, what do you want to see out of this movie? I kind of want some more sentimental moments. Okay. You want some emotion, some some development of character and feelings? You need a hug. <laughs> do you need a hug? I Just do. a little hug. It feels like an Austin Powers moment. Just a hug. A what? Hug. Yeah, exactly. They have no idea who Austin Powers is. Um, all right. Well, we're going to get started on the movie, and we will be back afterwards to talk about what happened. We are back. We just finished Iron Man 3, as we talked about in our pre-brief. And we have four of the five of us never seen this movie before so i think there's a lot of new reactions initial reactions coming in with expectations um we'll start off right off the bat with mom and what she thought i was really nervous initially when i saw that the movie was going to be two hours and 20 minutes Mm -hmm. um it didn't feel that long i kept thinking to myself and i'm like past taking notes phase like i don't have any questions um you know, if something stands out to me, I might jot it down. But for the most part, I'm most part I'm just sitting back, relaxing, enjoying, and I enjoyed this film. Mm-hmm. Lily, you hadn't seen it before either. What were your thoughts for this particular movie? I thought it was darker than any of the other movies I'd seen. It had a lot of plot twists, and it was just overall crazy. Okay, I like it. Good you commentary. It? That is good. Harper, what about you? I liked it because it was funny and sweet at the same time. Okay, you specifically at the beginning requested some more emotional moments and story points. Do you feel like you got those? Yeah, definitely. You were satisfied that way. All right, Ren, what were your thoughts about this particular movie? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Pepper almost died. Pepper did almost die. You wanted Pepper, and you got Pepper. You got a a good bit of Pepper in this movie. So were you satisfied with that? You were satisfied with that? Yes. Okay. Um, I want to come to Lily's point. First of all, she mentioned that this movie did feel darker. I definitely agree. Mm-hmm. Um, the first couple of Iron Man movies, as we know, were directed by John Favreau, who is happy. Um, happy had a... He's a happy guy. He is a happy, happy guy. Happy. He, he makes happy movies. Um, this movie was directed by a director named Shane Black and Shane Black has done most of the lethal weapon movies, which y'all have not seen, but I grew up with, um, he is considered one of the earlier pioneers for like the action movie genre. Um, so are there some, there are some very typical Shane Black kind of moments in this movie, but I think the biggest thing is the change from. John Favreau to Shane Black in directing brings a different emotional weight to it. Lily, what do you think? Um, is Lethal Weapon a series or like a is like a category of movies? It's there's a, a series of movies called Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon One, Lethal Weapon Two. They eventually made it into a TV show that I haven't watched. That I think he's act, Shane Black is involved with as well. Um, a couple of the things that I really liked about this, and we stopped it and talked about it in this movie. Um, I personally really like the focus on 
Tony and the PTSD that he has after Avengers and, you know, him flashing back to New York and the wormhole and the things that go with that. Because with superhero movies, it's really easy to just kind of suspend disbelief in real life. Oh, they're superheroes. They fly. They're invincible. But we do get some kind of real world human moments, not only with the soldiers who were the bombs and the bad guys and had been through the trauma of either losing a limb or whatever, but with Tony especially freaking out. And of course they play that for humor, like with Harley, the kid, you know, and he's like, yeah, are you thinking about New York again? I wasn't until you said New York again. Like we get those moments, but we see Tony really struggling with trying to understand, holy crap, what just happened right before this movie with the whole New York thing. Do y'all have any thoughts about that? I think it was really interesting in those parts. You like those parts of it? What about that particularly was interesting to you? I don't know. Like, it was just, like, interesting. Okay. It, like, kind of made the story better. Sure. I think it was neat that Iron Man, the hero... Is kind of lost, you know, he's on this journey where he feels like he's been stripped of all of his powers because his suits are missing or not charged or whatnot. And as he's working through these um, limitations, you know, he it's it's interesting to me that he befriends this child whose parents we never meet, right. whose sister we never meet. He just kind of comes out of the blue and as Tony is rebuilding his strength and his purpose and his mission, he's also empowering this child who kind of also seems to be maybe, you know, a child of a single parent who, you know, he doesn't get a lot of attention. He gets bullied at school. And, you know, the two of them, I just think that was a neat choice. It could have been an old man in his right. shed. It could have been you know, some dude working overtime in an actual garage or something, but instead it's this child. And, um, I loved the pay it forward at the end where he gifts the child, all of the fun tinker toys and, and technology. Um, and yeah, it just, I don't know, like it makes sense that, that they would focus on his mental health because if there's any shred of realism in these superhero movies, it's got to be that, the humans are just as shocked as we are, right. you know? So that kind of leads me to the next thing of like, in the end he has the surgery and takes out his light heart thingy, the reactor, the Circle reactor, you know, and he chucks it over the edge and into the water with the rest of the, the ruins of his home. Um, but then he says, I am Iron Man. And so of course I'm led to wonder, is he going to reboot himself rebuild yeah and that was yeah lily for sure that's sort of another titanic moment he throws the heart into the thing <laughs> into the ocean that's right he throws <laughs> the heart into the ocean that's a great one um yeah you're right and i think that that is a great a really great point because what we see and there's kind of the threads of that all throughout this thing at the beginning he's lost like you said he's lost when he's at home mm -hmm. because he's struggling with the ptsd the you know in his dreams he's not sleeping well he calls the robot to the bedside and it freaks pepper out because he's in panic mode and i think early on um you know and we know this certainly talking about mental health but at one point jarvis says to him you've slept what two hours in the last you know 72. 72. yeah mm -hmm. 72 hours like he's somebody who is broken and struggling and in a really hard place so you have that marker 
He gets to Tennessee, which of course we all made the joke about. I don't think it really snows that much in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he's without his suit when he crashes and he's dragging it across the snow. He feels lost. He feels alone. So our hero, and this is a very classic hero's journey thing, is he's going from the highest of the highs down into the valley to then figure out how to get out the other side. So then towards the end, after they've defeated Killian and the bad guys and all that, um, he initiates the clean slate protocol while he's hugging Pepper because part of the whole thing with his and Pepper's relationship and the reliance on the suits is he blows them all up as a precursor to having the reactor taken out. So we do get this image of Tony, you know, first recognizing Pepper and how much he needs her. And he talks about that, you know, well, and they... for symbolism's sake, I mean, the fact that the he accidentally calls on one of his suits as they lay sleeping in their bed, mm-hmm. in their bedroom. And it's like this actual uh, visual moment where business interrupts what's intimate, mm-hmm. you know, and that is her whole thing is that you this you work too much. Right. You know, how can I be second? How can I be number one? And I think that's the other thing is that he's, he's coming, he's choosing love Mm -hmm. throughout this um, episode. You know, he saves her, but he also literally saves his relationship. And there's a great, and you kind of said it, he's rebooting himself. And of course we don't know what's, I know, we know what's coming beyond these movies. You don't yet, but even the imagery in this movie And in the first Iron Man, the first Iron Man, when he's supposed to get the award at the very beginning and he's not there and they're in Las Vegas, in that big introduction that they give him, it says something about he rebuilt his first engine when he was five or whatever it is. So then in this, at one point when he's stripped of his suits, he doesn't have all his fancy stuff and he's having a panic attack. What does the kid say to him? He says, you're a mechanic, right? He says, why don't you build something? Mm -hmm. And that kind of grounds Tony to go to the hardware store and buy all the, you know, homemade bombs and all that stuff. So then what we see at the tail end, after he's had the reactor taken out, after he's blown up his suits, what does he pick up in the bushes at the house? Screwdriver. A screwdriver. That's right. Mm -hmm. He picks up the basic, normal, tiny screwdriver and just kind of taps it on his hand with that look of like, yeah. And what is he carrying on the back of the trailer? Like the dummy. What's less, What's left of his little arm. The little dummy robot that he always calls Mm -hmm. dummy. It's the basics of his original lab is how I always interpret that. So there's a lot to look forward to. Yeah. So there's a ton to look forward to. And there's definitely, you know, we got the humor, we got the romance, we got the personal moments. And we see, especially I think what I see is we see a character who is growing and that's a great, you know, one of my favorite things about Tony Stark throughout this entire thing. And with mom, especially she's only gotten the first third or so of that. So yeah, we've got character development galore. Um, One other little Easter egg. And I know that Lily picked up on it in particular. There are a couple of mentions in this movie of Roxanne. Mm-hmm. And she said, that sounds like Rock's cart. And that's correct. And I don't know all the details in history as not a comic book reader, but in the recent Loki TV series, there's a mention of Rock's cart, which is a subsidiary of the Roxxon Corporation. Haven and it Hills, has these, Alabama. <laughs> that's right, Haven Hill, Alabama. Um, and so it has connections through this long running, you know, this big dramatic universe 
is very well thought out with Easter eggs and things planted all throughout um, the whole deal, even 10 years before. So I think that's really cool. And I love the creativity that goes into that. Um, so where we are now, as we get ready to wrap up, I know there's a lot of anticipation for the next episode that we hope will be coming pretty soon. Can you not forget what you're about to say? And sure. let me just say one thing. I really want to give a shout out to the Mandarin. Mm-hmm. He was a fantastic character. Yes. He was terrifying from the moment we were introduced to him. Yeah. I thought that's the guy that played Gandhi. What's his name? Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley. But then to discover he's just a drunk off the street. The thing that these guys have paid to act. It was fantastic. And he was so funny. Yes. And wow. Yeah. So we see him being arrested. And did you notice that as he's being arrested, he's, he's surrounded so by paparazzi. Crowd. And he's Thrilled. just, it's his yes. red carpet moment. Yep. He's, and he's getting the crowd, which is what he wants. I just um, like. Yes, we should definitely shout out, sir, he's a knight, sir Ben Kingsley. And had um, it been any other actor, I don't know that I could have felt as, because he commands your respect because you know he's played Gandhi. Right. Like, if you don't know anything else, you know he's done that. You know he's big He's big time. Right. Now he's acting like, you know, everyone's worst nightmare, a terrorist mm-hmm. whose, you know, sole purpose is to destroy America. Right. And then he turns out to be this, I just can't get over it. I mean, I truly cannot get over how that that one scene turned mm-hmm. and um and then the paparazzi scene at the end. Yes. I don't know. I just I thought that that was really well, clever and, and comic relief mm-hmm. at the end of what, like you said, was dark, you know, mm-hmm. like shooting the senator or whoever yes. it was. That, I mean, I thought to myself, that was it, terrifying. It was yeah. awful. Mm-hmm. And, and I was I was sitting here going, God, these are really picking up. These are getting semi um, well and for the time thriller you know for the time that that movie would have been released eight or ten years ago or so however long it is i forgot to look up the date but that middle eastern terror which is something else that is very real real for us is you know another story element that they weave in um okay so can i tell my story you know talking about ptsd and with all due respect to people who um struggle with any type of post-traumatic stress um, girls, I don't think I've told you this, but so this past weekend I spent three nights in Atlanta and I was invited by a dear friend of mine who had already reserved, um, our hotel rooms on the 16th floor of the Ritz Carlton in Atlanta. And I already have a good bit of travel anxiety period, just being away from my children or sleeping somewhere other than my own bed. Um, but the third night was really hard for me and it turned from being just like regular trying to distract myself on my cell phone knowing I need to go to bed to up until three o'clock in the morning and dozing to sleep and then being jolted awake by the sound of airplanes. And since I was 16 floors up in the sky, the sound was really close and my heart was like beating rapidly. Eyes were shooting awake because all I could picture that sound really, really disturbed me. And all I could picture was what would happen if something happened. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I would tell myself, that's not going to happen. I'm safe. I'm going to be at home this time tomorrow. I would go to doze and another plane would go by. 
And it really was something that I thought about the next day on the drive home. And to your point, you know, this many years ago when this movie was filmed, it wasn't just a storyline. It was an actual point of fear and terror for Americans having, you know, been through September 11th and, you know, just forever that will forever, even driving away from Atlanta. So you, you, you drive past the international airport and I was watching probably 10 planes come in and just the sight of a plane disturbed me. Really? Yeah. Because, because we lived through that live, like we saw it happen on the news anyway. So, um, that's that, that's my little tidbit about, you know, to your point mm-hmm. that at that time. Yeah. For sure. And I looked it up. It was eight years ago. It was 2013 when this movie came out. So we were still, you know, certainly, you know, our military was embedded in Afghanistan and Al Qaeda was a lot more, you know, bin Laden hadn't been. It was still a lot more unknown. I mean, it, I mean, it's still unknown, but at the time it was was just real world news at that point. Yes. To tie those storylines together. And I also want to shout out Ben Kingsley. Um, to bring it back around because I do love him in this role, like you said. But for me, he also has a great cameo episode in The Sopranos, which is one of my all-time favorite TV shows, playing himself, where Christopher and Little Carmine go out to California to try and convince him to be in their mafia mob horror movie that they're making. (laughs) And it's just this very comedic, he's nervous playing himself because these two New Jersey mafia guys are there to kind of try and, you know, it's just... Funny. Yeah, he's, he plays a great role, and it's no wonder that he's such a celebrated actor. Well, and um, I, I said this, you know, when we watched Iron Man 1, when they were traveling in the tanks, and um, there, that was the first movie of these movies mm-hmm. that really grabbed me, because I guess it was the first one I felt like I could relate to. Just anytime you've got American troops that are defending and giving their lives like in the airplane scene when Mm -hmm. air force one was blown to shreds and all of those guys that were there to yeah protect the president it just oh it's just very real gripping um so as we wrap up as we typically do Mm -hmm. we're going to compare this movie to our previous most favorite the one that has carried forward so far Mm -hmm. um so we're going to start with Ren. Ren, what has your previous favorite been so far? Is it still Captain America or was yours Avengers last week? Captain America. I think yeah. it's still Captain America. So the question to you is, is it still Captain America or is Iron Man 3 that we just watched take its place? I don't remember doing Captain America. We did, we've watched that one. And last yeah. week when we watched Thor, you said you still loved Captain America oh, right. the most. So tonight yeah. you have to decide is Iron Man 3 better than Captain, Captain America, America or is Cap still, still your number your one? Favorite. And last time you had to come back to you. So are <laughs> I we... think it's Iron Man 3. Really? Iron Man 3 because of Pepper? Yeah. All the good Pepper Plus content? It's just really interesting. Okay. That's a great, it's a big move. So we're going to come to Lily next. So Lily, your favorite coming out of last week was Thor 1. Was that correct? Avengers. Oh, I'm sorry. Avengers. That's right. Yeah. Loki and Avengers. Mm-hmm. So the question to you is, is it still Avengers or does Iron Man 3 take its place? It's staying Avengers. That doesn't surprise me at all. All right, Harper, last week was yours Avengers? The new number Thor. One? Yours is still Thor. Mm-hmm. So is yours still Thor? Or is still it Thor. Man? Say that again. Still Thor. Still Thor. Okay. Also not surprised by that choice. Um, 
I will say for me that I really do enjoy this movie. I enjoy some of the darker themes of this movie. Um, but I think for me, my choice was Avengers and my choice remains Avengers um, for the time being as we go forward. Eventually, I know where this is going to be unseated, but in between now and then, there may be some other ones. So now it moves to mom. And what was that last week? It had to have been between Thor and Avengers. It was between Thor and Avengers. And what did I pick, girls? Did I get Y'all Avengers remember? or Thor? Uh, I feel like you did Thor. I think you stuck I with think Thor. I think I stuck yeah, with Thor. Thor. So we'll say you stuck with Thor. Ridiculous. So the question is, is it still Thor or is it now Iron Man 3? It's so hard because I really loved Thor and all of its kookiness and, you know, just funny and all of that. But this tonight also felt, I mean, this is my third time, fourth time technically to see Tony Stark and he is just such a badass Mm -hmm. and good guy and, 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 um, I know that we have more Thor to come and he may win me back. Sure. But I feel like, and see, it's tough because Avengers, why didn't I vote Avengers last week? Like, cause tonight I missed all the other guys. Mm-hmm. You wish they were there. Yeah. And like the little sneak, sneak preview at the end, oh, yeah. seeing Hulky. You, you reacted saying, uh, yes. Like I was so excited to see him. So, um, I guess it's so hard. Like, I don't know. Like, do I love, like, original Thor or Iron Man 3? I'm going to stick with Thor until something blows me away. Like, I loved this movie. But, like, I really, really freaking loved Thor. And I loved everything. I like that. So I'm going to stick with it because I know something else is going to come and blow me away. Yeah, I like the gut reaction of that. And... I do like, and of course I looked at you while you were trying to make that decision and thought I could bail her out. But like when we do on podcast of the wheels, when I have a top seven list and people will say routinely, but there are so many more, like the fun is making somebody have to make a choice. Be uncomfortable. And, yeah. You know, be a little bit uncomfortable and own, you know, their seven or their choice from last week's movie. So I'm glad you had to work through that a little bit. And I think that's an admirable choice it, to stick. It's with truly work. like, I mean, it's been a long time. I went to Disney world as a child, but like, I can't compare, but it's like when you hear about people, you know, going to their first Iron Bowl or something like that's what Thor is. Thor, I've really enjoyed it. And it was the first time I like super, super enjoyed one of these movies. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of where I'm I'm hanging You never forget your first love. Yeah, that's true. Even though I did love, I've loved all the Iron Bowls. That's right. That's totally fair. Well, that's But in the spirit of Marvel, I feel like Thor kind of encompasses it. For me, okay. Um, until I, but see, then I, I again, I'm really shocked I didn't change to Avengers well, because Avengers and, was great. Now that I look back, and it's really, yeah, it's really great that you say that. And I guess the interesting tease and lead in for the next episode, and I know that some of them have already told you, so it's not a secret that the next it's episode Thor is she Thor Two. Actually, made me tell. Her I did. Like I said, tell me, tell me now. So that will be an interesting that's exciting if thor one holds up with thor two and if your feelings are the same coming out of that so we have that coming next hopefully we'll be able to do that pretty soon but we're going to wrap up for now as always we want to encourage you we want to be we want to encourage you to follow us on twitter at cu underscore heroes you can check out whatever we've got going on there 
And we also do have on T Public, which is on our Twitter page. Um, you have the ability to get your own Heroes of the Mom CU logoed t-shirts, which the majority of the heroes are wearing right now as we watch the movie They're tonight. They're soups cute. Everybody got their shirts in the mail. We got our order from T Public in. So uh, we'd love for y'all to get a t-shirt, a sticker, a coffee mug. There's a couple of different things available that you can get the logo on. So check that out. And we can't wait to be back with you again. And so until next time, Avengers. Prevail. prevail.